five, four, three, two, and one. We are what we consider in the show business live. Uh, so today's guest we've got is actually a longtime good friend of mine. Um, weird story of how we met and then re-met. Uh, so Dr. Mark, as you guys know him on social media, TikTok, MySpace, Zanga, etc. We've actually known each other, Mark. I mean, how many years has it been? I think I met you when I was 16 or 17. Yeah, I was at uh, the gym in 2010 to 2012. So, yeah, about 10, 12 years. So, I remember meeting him the first time. I was like general manager of the gym. I was this young kid. And then eventually, I remember you telling me, like, I'm going to chiropractic school. And I was like, okay, cool. It means like really young people get to run this place. And then uh, it's just interesting to where how life circles itself back and I remember um just the point of like seeing it like come live on like Facebook and like gaining traction and stuff like that and eventually it's like well I don't have a chiropractor so I probably need one that's a good idea and then it just started the relationship actually I don't know if you remember this I remember the first time I saw you you were uh now your ex but you guys were at Target I'm like oh Cody how's it going and uh that's when I actually remember seeing you for the first time you're like, oh, you're, you're chiropractic. And then we got into, uh, that's, you know, obviously I reacquainted ourselves. And then you're like, yeah, I'm financial advisor. And then you call me up or actually I had, yeah, I had your partner and yeah. you're like, Hey, I, you know, I'm a financial advisor. You want to make, listen, man, I already got one. Um, you know, but I'm not like 100% tied to him. I mean, you're somebody I, I know. So, you know, you're, I'm like, you're like, who are you with? I'm like, Oh, I don't know if it's like Northwestern or Northern Trust. And you're like, are you shit? Are you, are you serious? And he's, I'm like, yeah, it's this guy, Adam. You're like, are you kidding me? I was like, Adam's my, my mentor. So I'm like, this is the weirdest thing. So it's just so funny. Like how all those connections work. And like now we're just, I mean, it's having fun to just watch like how, like how your practice has grown over the years. It's just absolutely nuts. Um, Same thing with you. Here we go. We got a podcast. I mean, who would have thought this? You got financial advising slipping into this. So obviously things are going well for you too. Hey, but you know, it's just like, we. I always joke about this with every episode, right? Like you start a business and the next day you're just making a million bucks, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. This Um, is weird. I've been going on five and I don't know if I'm not there yet. Right. Well, so Mark, I was, the biggest thing I think is the coolest part about you is you've got this really cool story, I think, off the initial part that can tackle a subject that a lot of people think. A lot of people think like, hey, I'm too old to do this and they use this as a get out of jail free card. And Or I think you're one of the proving factors of like, you're never too old to do anything. True. Or to reinvent yourself. Can you walk me just through, because I've never actually asked this before. What was your journey into chiropractic? I know when you were gonna do it, but like, what made you decide to do it? I think you've mentioned this before, but can you just tell our viewers how you got into chiropractic? Ooh, I got lucky, one. Uh, got out of college at Illinois State University in 2007. Go Birds. Yep, Red Birds, baby. Um, and then um, I actually, my major somehow got into Parks and Rec Administration. I told my, my financial, or my financial buyer, my uh, counselor, or whatever they're called, I said, uh, I want to own a gym. And she's like, all right, I think you need to be here. And I was like, whatever, I don't care. I was 18 years old. And and anyways, got out and I went to, and moved to, uh, or I, I worked in Dyer as a, as a Park District Supervisor for three years. To, you know, nice, but not what I was supposed to do. Got, uh, I wouldn't say lucky, but I had a buddy who worked at Charter Fitness and he's like, hey, we need a manager. Did that in Mokina for less than a year and then I moved right over to Shorewood, became the general manager there, did that for a couple years and um, I actually had a um, uh, kind of event 
that happened to me. I, I had married my then um, high school sweetheart. We only lasted about a year. Uh, we ended up getting a divorce, and I thought, oh, man, I want to switch everything up. At the time, I think I was 27 years old, maybe, somewhere in that range. And I wanted to go back into financial advising because I like numbers. And so uh, I'm at the gym, a chiropractor that I always talk to every day, almost every day, not about chiropractic, small talk. He goes, so what's up, man? I'm going, yeah, I'm probably going to get my two weeks. I'm going to go back to school to be a financial advisor. And he looked right at me. The best advice so far or at least top five, I would say the best advice that I've gotten so far was from a basically a random guy that said, I think you should be a chiropractor. I'm like, what? He's like, do you know how to talk to people, which is half the battle, just getting on a personal level with people. The other half is going to school and learning it. I'm like, okay, went to the gym or went home, checked online. And as most people at any age, I guess, how much can I make doing this stuff? Boom! And I was like, all right, uh, the opportunities are endless. Uh, enrolled and got to get uh, my prereqs, and then all of a sudden chiropractic in uh, October of 2012. And boom, here I am, man. And at that time, right, your, your age, right, you were bringing up age. You're, I read this quote, or this person said, the uh, old is 10 years older than you are, right? So when you're 20, you think a 30-year-old is old. When you're 30, you think Ooh. 40 is old, right? You always, Ooh. But it always travels, yeah. right? It always travels. So when you hit 30, you're like, well, 30 wasn't too bad. Damn, that's not old, but man, 40 is old. And now here I am going to turn 38 here soon, and I'm looking at 40, and I'm like, it's not that bad. I mean, it kind of sounds crappy, but it's not that bad. So anyways, when I was 27, I'm thinking, man, I got to go back to school for another four years. I'm going to be 32 years old. All my buddies already have their career set. They're doing well. And now I'm going backwards, uh, probably going to gain some debt. And then I, I got to start up, you know, being a chiropractor at age 32. Again, even at 27, 32 sounded like, dang it, that's, I feel like I'm wasting my life. Yeah. And voila, here I am, 38. Five years into my, uh, my, my own business, a total of six years being out of school, and man, did it catapult me. It was just, it's, it's, it's amazing to see what can happen, uh, but that's the hardest part, man. We, we, uh, we tend to sacrifice what we want later, like in the future, to uh, do the things that we want now. You know what I mean? It's pretty yeah. crazy that we do that. You know, there's, there's always a vision of what we want. But we keep on messing up in the now because we want things now. We want, oh, I want to save up money for this, but man, that those shoes look awesome. Or, you know, I want to be successful and whatever, but then I want to go out with my buddies every weekend and party. It's like, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too, man. You gotta gotta work at it. I don't know if you can't have your cake and eat it too. I don't like that full saying because I'm like, why can't I? Why why can't I? I mean, there's work behind that. To get there, and I think people, I think what you're kind of alluded to is people want it immediately. They want that, that idea that's going to make them millions of dollars immediately, and there's no such thing for the most part. And if you do make a million dollars really quickly, how many people lose it immediately because you don't know how to handle it at Smart, all? yeah, right? That's what we need you, but... Oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a regular guy. Um, I think one of the notions of, of what you do is, is really cool of that... You mentioned to me that you finished school, started um, basically working with Dr. Gabe, and then yep. first daughter was born two weeks later? 
Yeah, I graduated. She was due on 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 uh, leap year, February 29th. I was like, please don't have a baby on leap year. I hate when people go, well, I'm really seven years old. No, um, and I graduated February 26th. She was born March 10th. So, I mean, it was instantaneous, which is, I, I don't know if I recommend it. You know, I don't know if like getting your career started and having a newborn child is probably the way you want to go. But God had other plans and that's how it worked. And I'm obviously very blessed with my little, I got three now, but uh, it was it was crazy kind of getting it all situated, living with my dad and my brother and sister in a town home just to, you know, I wasn't making any money. Yeah. So I was like, we were trying to work, work, uh, work it all out, man. So it was, it was pretty crazy. No, I think, okay, we, this is an interesting subject here. A lot of folks will say, I don't recommend doing it this way. But I'd also want to pose the flip side of the coin question of like, when you've got that much pressure mounting against you, right? Yeah. Like the failing option is just not there because you just have, we're more often likely to let ourselves down than we are to let the people we love down. Nicely done. Yeah, you're 100% right. Because I think at that time, I'm an extremely competitive guy. So like, um, usually my confidence level is you know, high. And so I'm already thinking that, but when you add in a child and you have to support both your wife and child, it 100% just naturally brings it to another level. Like you're like, if I fail, I'm failing not one, but two or three, sorry, three. And it's that's rough. So yeah, great point. I guess how much would you contribute that like to being also a motivating factor to see how fast this practice has grown? So like Dr. Mark won't talk about it, but Highest reviewed five star. Is it still this day? Highest reviewed. I still in Plainfield specifically. That was one of my goals. I said I want to be the most reviewed chiropractor in Plainfield. And after my first year, um, we only had like eight reviews because I, I, you know, I, I didn't have a plan to you know get people to kind of give us a review, even though they're saying great things about us. If you don't ask for it, you shall not receive, receive it. Yes. Uh, and so uh, I made it a point. And so yeah, yeah, I am the right now. Though I do have some people, some businesses. Right behind me, I am the most reviewed chiropractor in playing field. All five stars. No no one stars. No one stars. No one, no threes, no fours, just all five. So So we get this thing up on the ground, get this thing growing. It's obviously become I always get excited to come in here whenever I do because there's always something better. This place gets better and better and better. Like I'll spot new equipment. This place just keeps growing and growing and growing. Yeah, man. So it's one of my favorite places to come because I just never it always makes me think bigger too of like Mark's doing this, like, man, I gotta keep thinking bigger and bigger. I'm glad you think that way. I mean, um, I think everyone should because we get lost in comfort, right? We're just, we're always, we're comfortable in comfort. And, but how do you grow in that? You know, anytime you think you grow, if anybody can look back at a time when they uh, felt like they turned a corner, whatever that might be in your workouts and your eating habits and life and business and career and, whatever it is, family, like, I bet you there was, like, some point where it was very uncomfortable, and you had to push through it, and then all of a sudden, you're like, wow, that sucked for a little bit, but dang, that really is good, so I, I try to bring more value, I mean, um, I'm going back to school, which, again, I'm just amazed, because after, after undergrad, I said, I will never go back to school, and then all of a sudden, I decided to get my doctorate degree, which was never a, 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 even a possibility, but I definitely didn't want to go back to school. And then I go back for four more years, and I have eight years now under my belt. And then I decide, well, I want to bring more value to my patients. And so now I'm going back to school to, be, uh, to get my functional medicines license. So it's just trying to bring more value to the patients, 
trying to help people as, as much as possible because it's just uh, crazy kind of where health is going. But yeah, man. It's, and it's funny you mentioned that too, of like the continuum of functional medicine. And I remember you explaining this to me of, you know, how we're, we're, our true passion here is helping folks stay healthy yeah. and be proactive, right? I mean, plug, yeah. proactive, yeah. chiropractic. Yeah. I just did it off my breath too. Ooh. So yeah. This man's good people. Right, exactly. Sponsorships, if you're uh, looking <laughs> yeah. for it, here we go. We got Just one more slide. slide it right yeah, in. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> checks payable to cash. So, <laughs> promise it goes to a good place. Mm-hmm. But the whole notion, or two, I think we're going to tie this into what you're doing, but then also pull it over into like the life lesson of proactive is always better than reactive in almost all situations. Yeah, I can't imagine there being any situation where being reactive is better. I mean, the outcome might. Benefit sometimes, but I don't think it's ever a, a, a good thing. But yeah, man, I mean, uh, I, I was mentioning this to you. The, uh, I guess the the biggest thing is we've been taught to be reactive, though, right? So like when we were born, we were taught that if we're sick and in pain, you go see your doctor, uh, medical doctor, you know, uh, and then they're going to give you some kind of pill, antibiotic, and then you're going to feel better. But the first part of that is when you're sick and in pain, not before you're sick and in pain. And so we've never been taught that. We And so we just go about our lives doing what we do. And it's such a grind now, especially nowadays. It's just such a grind for it doesn't even matter. Families, single, it doesn't matter. Um, and then all of a sudden we're in pain. And, and, and again, most people will tell you they don't like taking pills. The problem is there's, there's we live in an informative world now where like there's so much information, almost too much for our own good. And we get confused. You know, one article says that bananas can help eyesight. And then another article says bananas can cause glaucoma. I mean, you don't know what the heck's going on. What Eggs are good for you. Eggs are not good for you. And so you get into this very frustrated, confused, and you just go right back to your, te- I call it the teddy bear effect. You go right back to your comfort zone. And you go, all right, I'm just going to take this pill. Just I, I need to just get with it. And all the while, you're not doing anything to actually fix your problem, the cause. All you do is throw Band-Aids on things. And then when that Band-Aid gets... Uh, what quote unquote fixed because you feel better, you continue to damage whatever it is that you damaged in the first place. Your body's freaking amazing. And so it'll hold up, right? Like it'll do a great freaking job. And then after you do that years and years and years, you get this on and off, then it becomes more on than off, then it becomes more painful. And then all of a sudden you're talking about surgery or you're talking about more pills or shots. And then you get into this. It's just, it's inevitable. You're going to get a surgery. I don't care what you say. I'm not ever getting surgery. That's because you're not in a lot of pain right now. But when you're in pain consistently because you didn't fix it, you're going to think twice about that. You're going to say, well, I need to, you know, again, it's your teddy bear. It's like, well, that's the last thing to do. So, right. Being proactive when you're not in pain, when you're not in pain and making sure that you're doing things that better your body, it's always going to win out in the long run. Always. You had an interesting point. I just thought of this as you were talking about it, is that people research this or research that, but they can't get a clear answer, so they're just going to go back to their comfort zone. Yeah. That's so important with this like self-development people. Like Unless people can find like this altruistic definitive answer that tells them exactly what to do and no one has any conflicting advice, then they'll take it. Yeah, yeah. That's not how life works, right? And like what works for you might not work for me to the same extent. Like, I think the internet is also, I hate the internet because a lot of times, like you'll see fads that are coming across and people are like, oh, like we're going all vegan here and looking to cure all my health problems. And it's like, well, 
let me see you in 20 years, right? And then all of a sudden, like, you see now with, like, red meat, like, used to cause cancer. And then it's starting to show up, but, like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. This might not actually do that anymore. And so, but people aren't willing to try. Like, they just want to say, hey, I've developed these habits. I'm going to keep with these habits. And nothing's gone horribly wrong just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I might as well, instead of making a discomforted change, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and then pay for it 10 times over on the back end. Man. Yeah, we get we get, we get get uh, all into these slogans, right? Like, oh, I turned 40, so my you know, now I'm starting to feel the aches and the pains, and I'm just, I'm getting older and older. And it's just such a bunch of bull crap. It really is. I can't handle it when somebody comes in here and says, well, you know, I'm getting older and I'm getting older. And it's like, no, it's actually, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, father time wins. And, and, you know, age does play a role, but we put it on a pedestal. It is yeah. way lower than what people think it is. And the great, and the cool thing is, like, Dr. Mark, wait until you turn 40. Wait until you turn 50. Wait, wait until you turn 60. And I can already talk this way and, and pretty confident because I treat people older than me who tell me this. And I go, it's not your age. Oh, well, you know, wait, you know, wait until you do it. And I go, well, we'll see. Because if I get you better, every day that you're here is a day older at least, right? And so if it is mostly age, I can't make that better because you're getting older. And what it really is, is, you know, you hear this all the time. You're overtraining or you're overworking. You're just burning yourself out, okay? Which plays a role, no doubt. But the actual, what I believe is the actual truth is you're under-recovering. You're not giving Ooh. your body yeah. enough recovery tools, tricks, hacks, whatever you want to do to help your body through the grind. Because each and every day you're going through a grind. Even if you don't feel it, you're going through a grind. And if you're not recovering, stretching, eating the right foods... Um, exercising, just mobility, just getting out there, sleeping well, drinking enough water, um, you know, all these different supplements, whatever the case might be, well, well, hell yeah, you're going to feel like crap as you age as a, in an accelerated, I get 20 year olds who feel like complete crap. Well, that's because they've been working with their dad since they were 16, some hard labor. It's like, well, they can't use age. So it's more about the amount of years you've neglected your body than it is um, about how old you are. Yes, obviously the older you are, you have more years of life on this earth, potentially more years of strain and grind and, and problems, but it's more about the amount of years. Because why does, you know, seven-year-olds can run marathons? Yeah. I bet you if I asked a seven-year-old marathon runner, I bet you I'd say, hey, what do you do for your recovery? I bet you would have a list for me. And he's probably been doing it since he was in his 30s, maybe even earlier than that. Well, well, hell yeah, when you treat your body well, you're going to last longer because the body's meant to last longer, not complain in your 40s and potentially in your 30s how crappy you feel. Well, then look look in the mirror because that's what it, it ends up being. And I don't mean to be like super like, oh, and it's not a holier type thing, but like self-reflect, like having a self-assessment of where you're at and what you're doing and, and, and really say, hey, Am I doing what I need to do to feel better or to be whatever it is I want to be? I guarantee you, you're not even close. You, you mentioned this to me too. And I think the cool part about the amount of passion you can speak with it is because you're a guy that lives it. He doesn't just talk about it. There's the theorist and the practitioner. And sure. there's the true practitioner of you're actually living it. And you told me something, I've actually never told you this, years ago that changed my perspective. Where I remember you telling me like, 
I'm in my mid thirties and I feel better now than I did sometimes when I was in my twenties. And I used to always have this perspective, man, of like, I've already peaked out. Like I'm going to go on the slide now. I'm just trying to fight the decay. But like your perspective started to make me think like, huh? Well, what if maybe it's not over with yet? Like maybe I got more in the tank and I haven't even peaked yet. And now I'm in my late twenties and I'm just getting better. And you mentioned on top of that, how incredible the body is, yep. right? It will do everything to keep you alive. Yep. In, in people, we live in this society where it's like, you just need to make the small change. It's like, oh, I, I could do that. Or I can just take these, these caffeine pills or I can, my buddy's drinking like three bang energy drinks a day. And it's like, yo, try water or <laughs> try adding some sodium and you'll probably feel a lot better. Yeah, yeah. And now you get into like this, this fun part of the science. I'm sure you're getting this too. We're like, all right, I feel this good here. What can I tweak to make myself even better? So like, I'm not even even found my peak optimization. Oh yeah. Is it like, and I always talk about this too openly with everybody. Like I'm a former PED user, right? And I've been off PEDs for years, but even at this point now, I feel I'm almost close. I'm not, I don't think I'll ever be there, but I'm getting to the same ballpark to where I can start to feel like, oh, I, I kind of remember what this feels like again. Yeah, yeah. But without, it's just like the sleep part, right? How many of us are underslept Oh, and underwatered and under oh. sodium. Yeah. It's insane. The H the G eight, the growth hormone that you're oh. missing out on in the sleep, because oh, yeah. you sleep four hours and you're the tough guy. Oh, yeah. Okay, you can do that now. Come back to me in five years <laughs> and I'll see you still standing here. Yeah, no, I mean again, um yeah, we're we're mildly dehydrated. We sleep like complete crap. Um, and uh, you know, the list goes on like you said. And the food that we eat, the environment that we're in, I mean, there's a lot of crap that uh, you know, kind of going kind of sidewinding here to your to the PDs and growth hormone. Like men are getting rocked right now in regards to their testosterone levels just dropping more than they ever had at such an early age. You know, in your twenties, upper twenties, and then you know the uh, you know if you are using PDs and you, you know most of the time you're doing it incorrectly. Most of the time, almost all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, my one buddy knows yeah. the guy. Like he knows his stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You show up to the house, it's like. This is most certainly not a lab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to act. I've, I've never, uh, you know, done those. But I, I, I'm sure there is a way to do it better, and and, and you know, a way that it could be good. I don't want to knock on that. But, but yeah, man, I, I, we we live in a world again. So we live in a world that goes back to this instant gratification. That's where we're at right now. That's the world we've we've created. We have the Amazons now. You know, you get something in the mail, and it takes more than a day or two. You're like, mother, you know what? Damn it. And, uh, you know, fast foods, obviously the great thing about fast food. If you think about fast foods, they're such great marketers because the product itself is crap, right? Like that's not the best burger you ever right. had, but yet you probably go there more than you go to a burger joint that would, you know, it's probably $10, but still the, the food is crap. And, and, but we want that instant gratification. Nobody wants to put in any work anymore. That's why people are like, Oh, I saw this thing online. You can be, you know, make, you know, thousands of dollars per month already. And they think it's just like passive income thing that they can get to. And it's like, there's really probably no such thing as initial pass, passive, in, uh, uh, passive income, yeah. right? There's, you're going to work hard no matter what, but that's why people quit so often. He's like, ah, I didn't lose the 30 pounds in a month or I didn't make this much money. And it's just like, man, enjoy the process because nothing in life is this instantaneous wealth, success, whatever the case might be. So uh, instant gratification gets us in trouble with everything because it steals away our future all the time. And I'm, you know, you were mentioning, you know, you, you know, Dr. Mark, you, you live it, the, the theorist versus the practitioner. And, 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 
you know, I'm not perfect by any means. You know, do I enjoy having some portillos and some pizza and yeah. get crazy and, and all that? But I do pride myself on trying to talk to talk, walk to walk kind of thing. But I still got a long way to go myself. And I'm just, every year gets better and better. I think the humble nature, too, of this is like, I'm happy that you pointed this out because this goes on the grand wisdom of all the internet where someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, you listen to Dr. Mike. That guy was drinking beers like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We're all regular people here. Yeah. It's just trying to be better. That's why the whole tag of this podcast is the next us is the best us. Yeah, I like that. Plug. That's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. So the I think the, the notion, too, we're, we're looking for the fast fix. Think about the sleep side of things, too. To where you mentioned two things I want to pull together. Testosterone levels diving at a faster rate than they ever are before. Yeah. That's like my one thing that can anyone can tell me. It'll get me to stop doing anything. Like, you can be like, hey, Code, if you drink Aquafina water, your test level is going to dive. <laughs> I am immediately walking away from that until I can prove like, okay, that was maybe an overreaction. <laughs> but we, we think about sleep, right? And, and how often do we just have such awful sleep where like someone's like, oh, I have to have the TV on to fall asleep in the background. Yeah, it's right. like, that's not a good way. Or like, I'm just going to have a couple of drinks to go to sleep. Or the new popular thing is like, I'm just going to get really high and go to yeah, sleep. There you go. All of those things though, as we all know, right? Marijuana, factually, when you're trying to overdose it to go to sleep, tanks your testosterone level over repetitive usage because you can't hit a REM cycle. Yeah. Alcohol, notoriously known to tank your testosterone over repeated usages over a long period of time. Keeping blue light on in the background or something where your brain can't disconnect and subconsciously thinking all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know for sure. No. But no. if I'm not, an, I'm not an MD, I did take bio in junior college, I think it would tank your T level too, which all reflects into horrible sleep. And so you're sleeping, but you're not actually recovering. Yeah, no, again, go, there you go. Under recovery, we just, we're constantly getting into this state of uh, we're getting like uh, dopamine levels that are just shooting up because we're on on our social medias and you get that constant dopamine levels that's where sleep is really getting disrupted too is that constant social media dopamine high that you're getting from that you also get it from I know this is going way out there but porn too you you that constant dopamine is extremely addicting and it's very detrimental especially because most people will overuse it right like you know you yeah you know, obviously alcohol like you said poison really to the body the body doesn't necessarily want that but in small doses it's okay it could be actually potentially beneficial a lot of research coming out that the their potential like you know one to two drinks of especially wine usually is brought up uh the wine's all you know. anyways there's a lot of sugar in it too like well i think yeah. there's in the point too yeah. a lot of those studies and i wish i think it's more popular in european countries the hard part of being in the u.s is serving size is neglected it's like oh i read this one study like wine's good for you it's like bruh you're a bottle and a half deep like you've gone over the edge here like i don't there there too much of that side of anything becomes detrimental like people yeah. use this for marijuana too it's like oh it, it helps cure all these things when you're i'm gonna blatantly say this if you're more high throughout the day than you are sober i'm going i'm not a doctor but i'm willing to probably bet that is not a healthy lifestyle to have running right. into yeah i mean if you have to alter potentially your I don't know, your consciousness, yourself, uh, too much, right? Like, again, I, I'm not even against marijuana because I think, well, one, it's, it's way more natural than any other. It is natural. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, anything. I mean, there's, right, if you think of like LSD or psychedelics, like shrooms, you know, most people think of, oh, that's horrible for you. You can, you can die. I mean, maybe not shrooms potentially, but either way, it's, it's more recreational right. than anything. 
And, you know, there's plenty of research out there for both of those things in small doses, in very micro doses, that they can, like, be extremely beneficial for your well-being, your mental clarity well-being. And so, like you said, we're just, we're, especially with COVID, we're just overdoing everything now. We're just going crazy. So try to tailor that back somehow. Fair enough. And either way, like, I'm on the side of things, too, where, you know, natural alternatives I would in a large generality is probably a pathway that gets ignored and initially we're just going to go to painkillers oh yeah right and oh, like yeah. that is one field that we're highly addictive yeah right and so not even jump on the subject of that but what I wanted to do because from a time constraint is proactiveness right so being proactive versus reactive and how that can actually translate to everyday life right and you and I were joking about this. I don't know of many times where being reactive is the better version of being proactive. Just everything in our day-to-day lives. Right? Well, that's the thing. A very common complaint of chiropractic is, oh, when you go to chiropractors, you have to go for the rest of your life. Right? This this kind of notion that we're trying to scam you and take your money. Okay? And it, it, it ties into proactive because I go, okay, well, are you better? Yes, I'm better. I feel great. And most people will say, I'm going to stop, right? Like, if you take a pill and you feel better, you stop taking the pill. If you do a stretch and you feel better, you stop doing the stretch. Every time you feel better, you stop doing what made you yeah. feel better, right? So going into proactive, very uh, great analogy that I can say when you, when you talk about being proactive and being on top of your game. If I told you that you need to brush your teeth, not once, but twice a day. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Not just that. I need you to do that every day for the rest of your life. And wait, wait, wait a minute. I also want you to go see a dentist. I want you to see a dentist. Now, I don't want you just to see them once. I actually want you to see them twice per year. Also, on top of what I just said about brushing your teeth every day, twice a day, I don't hear anybody saying, oh, that's scam. That's Depart from me, snake oil salesman. Yeah, I know you're not. Yeah, yes. you know. No, right? Because it would be ridiculous to wait until we had a cavity or gum disease to then start brushing our teeth, right? And here's the, here's the great thing about that is most people say, well, I don't need a chiropractor. I don't need to do the stretch because I don't feel pain. And it's like, well, again, let me go back to that brushing your teeth analogy. Do your teeth hurt every day? No. But you know that the food that you eat and the drinks that you drink will slowly, very slowly, potentially, you know, decrease your enamel or, or, or your oral health will be dropped a little bit each yeah. and every time. And so to avoid waiting until something bad happens, you're like, well, brush my teeth twice a day just to make sure that I can extend the longevity of my teeth, right? That's like nobody thinks twice about that. So being proactive and on top of it, without pain, without a problem to show or whatever, everything like that, makes more sense to me than anything else. Because when you finally start having the pain, it's not that that day is when you heard, had pain. It was the months to maybe years prior that led up to that day that you have pain. And that's why there's never like a quick, necessarily true fix. Yeah, you can take a pill, right, and be you know that reactive self. But... Yeah, I would say this. Anytime you're proactive, with your health especially, you're going to win in the long run. In the long run. Again, when you're 20 years old and you're like, oh, I don't need to stretch and I don't need to do that. And then you joke at the 30, 40-year-olds that have to stretch first. It's not that they're older. It's more like I think as you get older, you realize the 
invincibility of one's life is less. <laughs> you know, when you're in your 20s, you're like, nothing's going to take me down. 30s start to get a little bit more of a real life situation. I'm assuming in the 40s, it just hits you harder. And As your patients to say, wait till you hit 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just going to wake yeah, up. But you know, 70 year olds, yes, 70, 80 year olds are going to tell you that the most important thing is, is keeping, you know, their ability to function, to move, to, you know, their independence, uh, their health. And, you know, 23 year olds aren't thinking that. So, can we pull it back? The, I guess a question I would ponder is you mentioned dentistry, right? We can brush our teeth, do all these things, and that's societally accepted. Yeah. Where do you think the disconnect comes from, from the chiropractic side of things? Like, why is it, like, it's just universally accepted for dentistry. Yeah, right. right? But, like, you know, eating clean or doing that, like, it's not always universally accepted. We're always looking for a way around it. Why is that, why would you pose in society it's just not generally accepted? Man. Um, I mean, that could go down deep, deep, deep. Um, you know, always tied into money, most likely. Um, well, you know what? Back in the '80s, actually, um, chiropractic uh, uh, sued and won versus the medical establishment because they were actually uh, trying to defame chiropractic. They were saying how it's, you know, like you said, snake oil, it's quackery and stuff like that, with no means. Just they were doing it, and we we sued them and won. So the first thing I guess simply I'll say is, uh, you know. The, the, the narrative back then was do not go to a chiropractor. Uh, it would, you know, I don't know, whatever. It still exists today, easily still exists today. And so, you know, that, that mindset of, hey, again, when you're born, you've been told when you're sick and in pain, you go to a medical doctor, medical doctor, medical doctor, medical doctor. That's why you'll hear, oh, they're not real doctors. Well, there's actually more than just a medical doctor. There's a doctor of psychiatric. There's a doctor of physical therapy. There's a doctor of chiropractic. There's plenty of doctors. They just... Don't see it that way. So one, you're not exposed to it because the powers that be didn't want you exposed to it. And and I guess two, it just you know it's not something we're we're um, we've been taught. But it is becoming a little bit more and more accepted. Obviously, insurances are picking it up more. People are starting to realize the fundamental uh, problem that uh, that medicine, though though needed at times, no doubt. There's there's special times that is needed. And we've made some really good advances, but they're, they're realizing that the fundamental problem of, of treating a symptom versus treating the patient uh, is, is off. And they know it. They know it deep down inside. They know that taking a pill after pill after pill is not going to work. They know it. They know it. And so now I think people are looking for more means or different ways to get in. Chiropractic come in, comes into that. So it's craziness, man. If we can... Take it back to the practice again, and we're just bouncing all over the place. Yeah, because it's like you and I could sit here for five hours, yeah. but like I think we're interesting enough to do that. We bring a live audience in, and we probably should get paid a million and a half. That's being generous, <laughs> discounted rate for this. Yeah. But um, if we bring it back to the business now, you you scaled this thing rapidly, so quickly. What are you thinking about now to keep it going, right? Like, what are you, how are you visualizing now? Like, what are you doing to keep thinking bigger, to keep making you push yourself to keep growing it, and growing it, and growing it? Um, that's where, again, bringing more value. So being a functional medicine doctor is going to be huge because chiropractic, fantastic. I think it's, uh, I think it's one of the most amazing professions. Obviously I'm biased to that, but I do think that it hits home on, uh, the fundamental truth of health, but, um, you know, functional medicine, uh, adding that into it and, and seeing bigger things with that because you start to see where the world's turning. And this has been probably been going on for at least the last 10, you know, five, 10 years. You start to see more and more people dealing with autoimmune conditions, dealing with, um, digestive problems or you know food sensitivities uh, hormonal imbalances I mean how many there's at least one person you probably met that 
you know, has one of those, right? An auto yeah. air condition. I mean, uh, we were talking about this a few weeks ago, whatever. You know, back when I was in, in grade school, there was maybe one kid that had a yep. peanut allergy. Now, uh, now yeah. everybody has a gluten allergy all of a sudden. Everybody's got a problem and everybody's got digestive problems, IBS, Crohn's, uh, you know, leaky gut, uh, gastritis, whatever it is. It's like, man, we are getting rocked here. And now chiropractic does a fantastic job of getting the body working. I know a lot of people think of it more as like a back doctor and deal with back issues. Yes, we definitely do that. But we're dealing with the nervous system more importantly. And so I do get patients who credit chiropractic with um, helping with digestive problems, heartburn or headaches or, uh, you know, constipation or infertility or, you know, stuff like that. And I know that sounds crazy. Uh, there's a very you know, logical explanation where it at least gives it a, a possibility that chiropractic can help with that. But, you know, we still lack some major turning points to those conditions that I told you about. And I think functional medicine really brings it. So that's where we're growing with proactive. Uh, I also have so many different ideas. IV therapy, especially with COVID kicking in, people have become a little bit more aware of, hey, I heard I can get an IV drip of uh, vitamin C, vitamin B, and all these different components to yeah. make them better. I want to bring that in. I mean, me and Dr. Gabe have talked about, I think this we call it like the wellness factory, where like it's your one-stop shop for everything potential to hack your body to get you better. You know, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Convenience. Convenience is key. If I can go on my phone and listen to the good old podcast here. Uh, what do we call it? Codecast, right? Codecast. Uh, Codecast. Um, it's, uh, we want it right there and easily accessible. If you can have a, a one and done shop where you have chiropractic, you have functional medicine, you got you know, cryotherapy, you got sauna use, you got stretch lab, you got massage, you got, uh, you know, cold plunges, you got, I mean, all these different things literally in one spot. I think more and more people will be like, oh, that's easy. I can just, you know, I'd go right there and get it all done. So that's, I got big plans, but I would say initially it's, you know, build a clinic, get more and more people in here so I can help them. I hired an associate so that we can get more people in here, we can help, we can reach further, more people, and then bring more of that functional medicine and then maybe even some bigger things down the road. I think that's so, the interesting part of, I'm not sure if you guys have thought about this, but the web, right? What I'm gonna advocate for is just trying it, right? If you've never been to a chiropractor, just try it. There's nothing I despise more than someone that says, don't do something and never tried it. That's like this. That's like the equivalent of me telling you, like, don't vacation in Cleveland. The place sucks. I've never been there before. How can I? How can I sit over here and tell you what to do if I've never even been there, right? But what I have done is I have been a chiropractor. I feel better than the alternative. Do I have any pain? No. Like I wake up, I'm very fortunate. I mean, stress and anxiety from running the practice will do that to anybody. But like other than that, I don't have any physical pain. But guess what? I don't want to have. I want to keep it that way. Yeah, right. The the nature, but once I've tried it now, like for me to drive 20 minutes or so, I'm like starting to unlock this. It doesn't matter to me anymore what the cost or what the distance is. But when you create this convenience factor and get people like, hey, it made it convenient to get them to try it once, yeah. twice, and they'd start to feel it. Now all of a sudden the whole like, oh, I got to drive there. They don't care about that anymore. Sure. And just like you and I talked about eating organic. So this is a month ago we met. You're like, hey, I like to eat all my meat organic. So what I specifically did is I'd always heard from, like this is Jim Bro science of like, cows have four stomachs so they can digest pesticides much better and therefore you're not getting it in the fat. And so like, I don't know why I believe that. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm gonna pay extra money. I'm gonna eat organic meat because I almost eat almost all red meat. All right, 
organic red meat for a month straight. Sure. Did I have a night and day difference? No, but I definitely felt better. Yeah. I could digest it better. I'm not getting sluggish as much after consuming a large amount of it. Sure. It worked. Our foods are, and again, this is uh, something we actually, we, we uh, made ourselves, we kind of dug our own hole, again, with convenience and with, um, um, with uh, you know, wanting things immediately. You know, the, the food industry blew up, uh, and, and then all of a sudden, we have more readily food, but, you know, we have to spray it with stuff now, because how can it get from California all the way to Chicago or New York, or I don't know, and so we kind of dug ourselves a hole, because now our food is what I like to call food-like. It's not really food anymore. It's yeah. food-like, and it's tearing us up, and it's, it's causing a, a bunch of damage, but again, that's where we stand. We're... We're, we, we have to make, I see, here's the thing. It, you either, there's a difference between an expense and an investment. And I know that's very difficult because I know people, we all have money constraints, I get it. And so when we start looking at things, we go, oh, is that in our budget? But, you know, buying shoes is an expense, Okay, you don't get a return on that. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can, actually. Maybe if you sell them back for more, maybe you can. But odds are most people are buying shoes right. to wear. Your health should not be considered an expense. It should be an investment. There is a return on that, right? You'll feel better. You'll get to do more things. You'll, 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 you'll be happier, whatever the case might be. So buying organic food, yes. What's the first thing that everyone says? Oh, it's expensive. Yeah, but it's an investment, it's going to benefit you. It is 100%. You might not see it now. Again, it's hard when you don't get that instant, you know, uh, gratification or that result immediately. You're like, ah, it's it's no different. Chicken's chicken. It's like, no, what you eat, you have to remind yourself what you eat or what you eat, you're eating whatever you eat eats. There you go. You're yeah. eating whatever you eat, what you eat eats. Uh, and so that that matters. A, a chicken from a non-organic place versus a chicken from that. It looks probably the same, but it does not digest in your body the same way. So you got to put in that investment, man. It's an investment in your health. You definitely got. Oh, I feel like we could do this as like a series of like one of ten. Um, easily, but easily. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have to cap it off here. The one thing we're doing this, I know you probably I share the same like mantra towards this, but if you could give the the fans one piece of advice, Ooh. what would it be? We we bounce all over the place, so I don't know if it should be health, it should be life. It should be... Yeah. What's the one thing right now on... We're talking February 4th, 2020 that Dr. Mark Humbert is most convicted on right now at this point in your life on this Friday. <laughs> uh, f focus? The first thing I think is focus on your mental health, man. That's what one thing is mental health. Yeah, right now, it's people are getting mind blown right now. It's just out of control. And, and to take time and to uh, practice gratitude... Uh, is probably the number one thing I'd say. That's the number one thing I'm trying to do every morning is say the things I'm grateful for. And uh, you won't feel it every day, no doubt. It doesn't work every day. But I promise you, you keep saying it. You keep bringing that energy, that uh, those thoughts. I don't know if it's day 20, day 50, day 75, but you need. we need it, man. We need it. It's out of control. Amen. Gratitude. Hope this is helpful, guys. As you always say, to the next us, being the best us, out.